welcome, friends and whoever's watching, uh, to the Bastion podcast. I wasn't ready for the record to start, but here we are. <laughs> um, yes, Michael Anson hits us away with a pretty, pretty awesome message tonight. Um, just talking about humility, God-centered humility, and where that leads, and when there's forms of like worldly humility, how that takes away, and that can be used as um, a form of evil. Um, you know, all, all different kinds of evil can flow um, from where there's selfish ambition and just worldly things so yeah centering on the humility of Jesus and looking at how he loved us really and um we first get kicked off with some worship so hope you enjoy and uh keep listening the whole way it's great oh hey fam we're gonna do stuff I'm working eloquent yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I
Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand Everything around me is shaking I've never been more glad That I put my faith in Jesus As he's really happy God didn't give me the voice for it <laughs> because then I want to do it and I probably and then I end up doing it all the time but now I just get to like sit in it and enjoy it yeah and you know I'm, I'm happy for that you know cool. and I'm happy I've got people around me who are good at it yeah I get to enjoy it more which I like that's true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm enjoying the gifts of others it's good I like that Someone said it's kind of parasitic, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Good works for you, man. Hey, look, if, if that's the case, then am I like God's parasite? Like, oh, <laughs> I mean, if that's where we're going. Um, Sucking the blood out of Jesus, literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Double dosing on that protection. Hey, I'm Let's go. On. Let's go. <laughs> No, look, one well, one dose is enough. But that's all you need. Um, no, I um, I love that Christ is my foundation, and um, I don't know. I, I always like. I feel like my like I feel like my soul is very different to the other to Michael's in that he always seems like super well prepared. He's got all this <laughs> out, and I and I'm always so impressed. I'm like, this is amazing. It's incredible. Like printed out sheet. I'm like, whoa. Soon to be teacher right there. Exactly, exactly, fantastic. And then Master is very different. I'm like, all right, God, you've got a message? Um, sure. And then I literally have chats with God, and he's like, no, you don't need to prepare. It's all good. Like, I've got you. I'll speak through you. And so I just show up without knowing at all what I'm going to say. Well, I have a rough idea. But it's, it's very much just you have like... a theme in mind. A theme, a theme in mind, exactly. That's why you're the chaplain means the teacher. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. I'm like, I just show up and see what happens. He's like, he makes, he's, he's got it all planned out. Um... So, with that in mind, let's pray and hope that God does speak through me tonight. If he doesn't, well, I'm sorry for wasting the night. But he won't that, fail. That one, exactly. Yeah. That he <laughs> won't. Um, thank you, Lord, for being here tonight. Thank you, Lord. Um, I don't know. I'm just thankful that you love us enough to put up with us. Um, at least that's how I feel. Um, so, thank you for that. Um, be with us. Uh, speak to us all tonight. Um, have your truth um, come out and um, yeah, just let it be an awesome night, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, I, I just I always I always love worship because it's when I feel most connected to Jesus. Like one of the times, I'm just it's just like I'm paused and focused on Him, mm. and it always like um, it's just whole idea of like he um, like the, the theme in the message is it's all Jesus and we're going to look at a few things but that is what the core of it is, it's all Jesus and it, I think that idea is supposed to bring us peace it's supposed to make us feel loved it's supposed to bring us joy um, and to do that I'm going to get you guys to do some reflecting to start with Okay, I want you guys, so firstly, for those of us who have been baptized and are followers of Jesus, do we, do we agree that we are ordained ministers of God? Does anybody have a... Expand. 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 So if you, 
have um, like you have been called into ministry wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you're a minister of God. Disciples of Jesus. You're a disciple of Jesus, right? You are doing His work, right? Yeah. Would you? Would or that's that's what you've sort of one of the things you've signed up for. If you didn't know, now you know. Um, so yeah, just a, just just a heads up in case you know when you went to the altar call at church, they never told you that. Um, in the fine print. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's in the fine print. Um, is anybody doubting or questioning that? No. Okay. I just, I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. Because um, I, I just think that. I'm like, oh, he's a critic. Like, he's, you know. And with that in mind, I um, I think I'm a little bit like Will in that I can be quite ambitious sometimes. And then I think, okay, if this is what I am, how can I be very good at it? Right? How can I be top tier? Right? I didn't need to be the best. I'm never going to be that. But how can I be top tier? So, what I thought of was... We've got the Bible, which is God's truth. It's got stories in it. I want you guys to think about who you think are your top three ministers of God throughout the whole Bible. So look at Old Testament, look at New Testament, and think who do you think were the three. Other than Jesus. You can include Jesus. <laughs> okay. No, just, just, just take a minute and think about who you would have as your top three. I personally think there's only three you can go with, but that's that's my opinion. Who was the dude with the with the wet wood? Elijah. <laughs> Elijah. <laughs> oh, is, it, is it Elijah or was it Elisha? Because there's two of them. Um, so Elijah, just Elijah. Elijah was the guy who was with the wet wood that made the fire go up. Yeah. Yeah. This is Liam for you. Yeah. 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 The wet wood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was I mean, we know I had wet wood. I could have been talking about him. Could have. Could have. Yeah, yeah. That was very wet wood. Mm. <coughs> yeah, it was. Um, I don't think it matters who you actually come up with because I think you'll see the. You're going to prove us okay. wrong. And, and, like, and I was yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Then, with those in mind, um, have you got who you think that? Yeah. Who would be your top three? Cash. Ever said it. Father, Son, Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, with God. Cash. <laughs> top. top but, sure, they're top tier. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, that's. Um, I didn't think of that actually. That's a. That's yeah, a that's new perspective that's, on that. That's, yeah. That's good. Okay. In terms of. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In terms of physical. Earth-dwelling yes. beings. <laughs> yes, physical earth-dwelling beings. That's what I was more going for, but sure. That is true. <laughs> um, Jesus, Peter, Paul. Oh, Jesus, Peter, and Paul. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Aiden, who, who, um, who have you got? My main one was Joseph. Joseph? Oh, okay. He was up there, yeah. Joseph? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I don't know, I was pretty stuck on Joseph, but okay. the two others that came to mind was like, uh, I think it was Moses and Peter. Moses and Peter? Oh, Moses okay. and Peter. <laughs> so you need like a top tier of five. Yeah, yeah. I we, can't fit three. Okay, well, so, so who were your top five? Um, David. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Joseph. Joseph, yeah. Jesus. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peter and Paul. Peter and Paul. Okay. Yeah. What did Peter do again? He, <laughs> he, he, Jesus is closest. Close, close. Close. I know it was his disciple, but I'm like, close. Close. right. Peter, Peter James John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, what was significant about Peter? Nobody's perfect. Michael. Your top three. Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Oh, sorry. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is my number one. Jesus, you yeah. yeah. number one. Pick. Yeah. Yes, number two. I think was Paul. Paul. Okay, yeah, and correct. three. I'm tossing up between Moses or Daniel. Moses or Daniel. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'
play there and they've already had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who would you go with? Jesus, David, Moses. Jesus, David, Moses. Okay, okay. I actually have a new idea. I reckon because Moses and Elijah stood next to Jesus at the... Oh, interesting, interesting. What's it? Event was at... The um, mm-hmm. transfiguration. 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 Yeah. Transfiguration. Yeah. And Peter. What was that? Mm. On that hill somewhere. Yeah, there's there's a Bible story about it. Just chill. Chill on the hill. I mean, probably should find it. It's also yeah, she is, you know. It's pretty. It's you're, pretty you're, you're, you're dating Charlotte. She, she she knows about it. You can. She knows yeah. too much about it. It's good. It's good. Do you have any? Me? Well, no. Well, most of them. One, I, I don't know, I, I was um, I was a bit stuck mentally. I was, okay. um, I, you know, <laughs> my, my first thought was the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. That was why I was like, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. fantastic. You did I say three as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I did say three, I left it open. But then again, it's three and one, so you can yeah. just yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You can take him as one pick, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, you got two others. Come on. <laughs> Technicality! Technicality, When I officially make the with ones fantasy league for Bible characters, <laughs> I, will, I will think this through a little bit more. This was a bit of a spur of the moment thing. No, I, think, um, I think my three are the best three. Mm-hmm. You know? I, so, so I went I with... I haven't set my three yet. Jonah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I personally went with Moses because... Um, just Whenever the, Is- the, uh, the Israelites um, thought about him, they thought about him as the most holy, so like the, the top. When they're like, yeah. the ultimate thing they said to Jesus was like, do you think you're as great as Moses? Right? So, 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 so that's why I go, okay, he's better than anybody else in the Old Testament. At least that's how I see it. Then I, then I went with Jesus, because I mean, come on. Like, I mean, he was first, but... <laughs> and then my third guy was Paul. Because I was like... I mean, he's sort of the reason, like, without his letters, like, would we really be Nobody here? Nobody mentioned Abraham. It's true, nobody mentioned Abraham. Yeah. I did think of Abraham, that could have been my six. he's like the... Mm. OG. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like the father, but not, yeah. not in that way, but in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, so I want you guys to now think of... Can you think of any characteristics that connect... The guys together on our, the top of your head. Picks. Yes, your picks. Oh gosh, but they pick five. <laughs> suffering. <laughs> suffering. Oh, interesting on suffering. Yes. Okay. All of them suffer. It's true. They all you know? yeah died gruesomely. Yeah. Some of those. I, I picked Elijah, um, Paul, and Jesus. Yeah. Well, Elijah definitely suffered. Um, Did he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, my my little songs about that. Jesus, obviously. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was your one? Paul. Paul Sutton. Paul Sutton. Bitten by a snake. Shipwrecked. Went to the lines. Prisons. Prisons. Yeah. Wow. Kept showing up in prison. Yeah. Prison. I don't know. Was he made for prison or was prison nickname? Oh. You have a really white asshole. What? Oh, dearly. Okay, um, my, from my five. Yes, Charlotte, please. Let's, let's bring it back. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> from my five, I think the word that comes to my mind is mercy. Yeah. Mercy? Because God was so... Wait, wait, wait. Let me... Let me... Mm-hmm. Wait. Grace is getting something that you don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Let me out here. Oh, and yeah. mercy is getting something that... It's not getting, it's not getting something what you do deserve. Grace is getting something you don't deserve, and mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Yeah, because in my head I had grace, I was like, but Jesus was really merciful to us, because we deserve to die. Mm. David, we all know David's story, David would have deserved to die, but he said no, because he's a man after my own heart. And... Yeah, that's what came from my title, my mm. life together. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so mercy is, is something that you receive after a, a, mm-hmm. a, something has happened, the deed's yeah. been done. Well, grace is pre? 
No, well, no, it's, Grace it's, is also it's, after. It's also after. Yeah. Well, like, it's Grace... Great. So the definition of Grace is, like, unmerited favour. So you don't deserve to, like, have good standing, but you do. Yeah, whereas Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Yeah. So you should have deserved something, but... Yeah. Because mm. of mercy, you're not getting that. So you punishment. should have deserved a terrible punishment, and it wasn't given to you because of mercy. Mm. Yeah. You walked yeah. scot free. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Mm. Very, very cool. For my three, God, Son, and Spirit, probably um, love would be yeah. the main. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I want love. Really? They, they love them them all. To be oh honest, Tash, there's a list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fruit of the spirit because I want one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> uh, so much for the conversation. The <laughs> spirit, yeah. Okay. Any anyone else? So there's multiple. Yeah. Yeah. There's a nest on the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, cool. It's fruit. Fruit. Oh, fruit. 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 Okay. Vividly, it might be spelt with, with one T, with a T. But okay. if, I'm, if I'm talking about it, I'm going to have an S. No, it's the fruit of the Spirit, as in when you're living in the Spirit, this is what you're experiencing in your life. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. You're getting paid. 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 You're getting Michael, go. Okay. Yeah, let's yes. go. What was I saying? Yeah. Um, it's a singular plural. Linking yeah. thing would be yeah. obedience to a message. I've won fruit and many fruits. Obedience so, to a message. Jesus. Ooh. So Jesus. Um, Actually, now I'm starting to get a word. Jesus was obedient to bring the message of the kingdom of yeah. God. Mm. Paul is obedient to the message of the gospel yeah. and all of his writing in the Lord's ministry. And Moses was obedient to share the message. Um, basically, to like let my people go. Mm. So I like, yeah. Okay. The word vital is okay. I love that. Love it. Mm. Uh, kingdom focused. Kingdom yeah. focused for you, Will. Okay. Yeah. Not able. Okay. All is all about. The only reason I want to be alive is so I can edify the church yeah. of you guys. Mm. But actually, I kind of want to be, you know, in heaven. Yeah. But the only reason I'm alive is for the benefit yeah. of you. Mm. And then Peter. Um, well, he walked with Jesus. He saw, like, and he was like, once Peter, once Jesus left, you know, Peter was like the man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and you see in Acts how he, like, when the Holy Spirit comes upon him, Peter is the one who preaches and brings three thousand people, bam, like in the yeah. afternoon, yeah. baptizes them, which is pretty special. Yeah. And then Jesus is obviously um, Jesus is the yeah. epitome of all that. So not much um, needs to be said. No. <laughs> Okay, very cool. Love the stuff that's coming up. It's kind of interesting that you said Moses was like the holiest mm. one back, mm. like back in the day. Because did you know that God had to remove Moses' body after he died and buried him somewhere desolate? Because yep. he was worried that the Israelites would start worshipping Moses. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he was... <clears throat> yeah. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, the Israelites have a pretty good track record of worshipping things that they got. They really did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Is it just the Israelites that have a track record for that? Yes. Oh. Yes. I'm just poking at your problems. What are you doing? Ah, like, you know. Um, any, any, anybody else? You're rustling on some bushes. Any, any, Danny? I'm on the surface level. They're all in the same place, same time, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you know what? That is absolutely fine. Yeah, this yeah, is great. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're approaching this from all different angles, and that's, and that's good. Yeah, who are you you could take that deeper, because they oh, okay. existed in different time periods, but then suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared next to Jesus mm. in whatever year that was. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... In that story, what was the the purpose of that story? Um, it's a very good story that we will look at another time. Okay. Um, so, I loved all your picks. 
all different from mine. Uh, well, no, uh, you actually. Mine's not getting the same. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah look, we we <laughs> think on the same wavelength. Yeah. It's just Michael sometimes. Pace. It's a Michael thing. It is. It's a Michael thing. It's a Michael thing. Yeah. 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 No. Enough. Yeah. I just jealous of our romance. It's fine. It's Michael. Yeah. Michael Mance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so the so there were two main characteristics that I thought of that connected Moses, Jesus, and Paul. So I, lo I love what you brought up. I think there's so much gold in there. I'd love to explore it at some point. But, but <laughs> exactly, but um, that would take too long. Um, and it would be good to get to sleep at some point tonight. Yes. Would they plan on going to 12 a.m.? Uh -huh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you guys I can, can do that. Past 12 a.m. Yeah. legally. So, uh, so best uh, change yeah. is we can do all yeah. that. Exactly. In my mind, 12 p.m. is just lunchtime. 12 p.m. is lunchtime. 12 a.m. is lunchtime. Oh, okay. <laughs> because that's what it should be. 12 p.m. is sure. lunchtime. Yeah, yeah but um, it should be. Alright. 12 p.m. should be night. 12 p.m. means night. Um, yes. Um, so the first thing that they, uh, I saw they all had in common, is they all had, um, they all just followed the will of God. Like they they spent so much time with him. Like um, Moses, like what did he spend most of his time doing? Talking. Leaving the Israelites to yeah. go up a mountain. Yeah. The Israelites would lose their mind and. Head would be having a great time with God. He'd come down or glowing um, and get them back in line. But he was just he was just had such an intimacy with God. And you you could look at David, this the same thing. Elijah, the same thing. Um, Jesus, well, he is God, but again, he spent all his time going off when he could to just spend time with God. Right? Place. He just he just pieced out and then Yeah, it was just like, hey, <laughs> hey guys, I'm heading off, I'll see you, see I'll you. see you in Winnipeg. No, if they wouldn't right? even tell him, they'll be wondering where he's going. Yeah, so like, he just went off, right? And it was that intimacy with God, it was like that, almost that desperation for God that they had. I mean, like, Paul, like I'm, you know, I'm memorizing Ephesians, and yeah. it's literally, he's, you just hear it in his, his language that he's just in love with God. Yeah. He's just so in awe of him. Um, it's just... That's why I put Paul in mind. Yeah, it's good. Ephesians is top tier. Oh, it is. Top, top tier. Um, so, I mean, so that's the first thing. And, and so if we want to be the most effective ministers of God that we can be, the first thing is we just need to love God. Like we just need, we just, that intimacy with Him is so important, right? And it's, and it's real intimacy too. Like, it's not like... Like, like even today, I was just like, um, after work, I was like, I've got to go to a cafe. And God just said to me, it's like, I only want you to go, because it was the idea of I'm going to a cafe, I'm just chill with him. And he said, I only want you to go, it's because you want to be with me. I don't want you to go because you feel like you have to prepare for a message or anything. I just want you to go obviously to be with me. And I was like, yes, that's why I want to go. And it's just that whole thing of he's checking my heart. He's going, is it me you want more than anything else? And if it's him you want more than anything else, you'll have a very effective ministry, I think, from what I read in scripture, right? And then the second trait that they all had, um, I believe was humility. Mm. And you look at Moses, he was called, um, what was Moses called in Numbers 12, three? Anyone? Did it have something to do with humility? It did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, how'd you know no. it? Doesn't he say he was the humble man? man. <laughs> he, said he, was the, he said he was the most in humble brackets. man of, in existence. Now Moses was a very humble man. <laughs> More humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Did Moses write that? Well, it's, you know, I've confirmed. Oh, wait, he, he may have. Yeah. He may not. Like, we don't know well, for we don't sure. Really know, yeah. We don't know for a fact. He wrote it, right? Not yet. Uh, it just but, reminded me of a meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely meme worthy. Theoretically, it's the um, Obama meme with uh, the medal himself. <laughs> yeah. Theoretically, you could say that about yourself, and still be humble. It's true. 
I mean, if it was true, it's... Liam was the best at everything that he did. But that's not true. He was a very humble man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, um, it, well, if it's true that you are the best at everything you, that you do, then that is correct. And you're not proud. Well, it says it right there in Scripture. <laughs> he was the humblest man there was. It's true, it's true, right? Um, then, then we look at Jesus. And Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, the, the passage through there, it's, I love this verse on... Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We also look at scripture and we go and we see um, Jesus did not see um, being equal with God as a thing to be grasped for, but he lowered himself to earth to serve us. I mean, the position of serving is, um, is humbling. Like, what did Jesus do before his death, right? Um, when you're sharing a Passover meal, he went and washed their feet. That was the position of a slave. <clears throat> That's a really grotty thing to do, by it the is. way. Because not like they wore sneakers or anything. Mm. Like, like they had sandals and it was dusty, Ooh. dirty roads. Mm. So it's just this. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Most of them couldn't afford to wash their feet. Mm. No. Because they just yeah. didn't have the amenities. Yeah. yeah. So to scrub someone's and a week. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so that is like it's go to bed and just keep it dirty. Yeah. But Jesus didn't have to wash their feet. No, he, he didn't. He like he is their king. Like Peter took such offense to Jesus wanting to wash his feet. He was like, no, no, don't do that, mm. because like in their culture that was the position of a slave, and he's the king is saying, I'm going to come down and wash your feet. I'm going to take the position of a slave. I'm going to serve you. And it's like, well, what the, the heck? I just had an interesting thought. You remember how you shared in your message the when Jesus' feet were anointed six days before the death and then two days before his head was anointed. Do you reckon there could be any coincidence before Jesus' death he washed the disciples' feet which could have signified an anointing and then the Pentecost where like the Holy Spirit came upon them mm. from the suit theoretically mm. their head. I don't know. That doesn't. I don't know if that yeah. makes any sense. Or could be a could be a correlation. Mm. Could be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. That's yeah. that's fan, that that's, could be could be a thing. Um. And so with this idea of humility, um. I I've been in Proverbs recently. Um, Which one? Uh, 26, 27, 28, 29. Mm-hmm. A few of them. Um, I was just hanging out with Nathan and we're just quoting Proverbs to each other now. And we're having like arguments in Proverbs. It's good. It's fun. <laughs> um, and there's a lot in there about humility, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so while, you know, Moses, Jesus, Paul, all they ever did in their ministry was just obey God and do what he said, right? Um, and, and they never tried to do their own thing. They were, just like, they were just like, Jesus said, I only do what my Father instructs me to do. Moses spent all his time just going up to God, coming down and telling the Israelites what he had been told to do. Paul was just, like you read throughout Acts, it says he wanted to go into to a region, but the Spirit wouldn't let him. So he moved on to a different one. Yeah. It was just all completely led by the Holy Spirit. Um, and... Then we and then we read Proverbs and we also think about um, why we should let the Holy Spirit lead us at all times. Because often there's a temptation to do things in our own way, our own strength, mm-hmm. our own ability. Um, but it's it's almost like we've got access to God, who is the author and creator of all wisdom. He wants us to go to Him. He wants us to be led by Him. And we say to him, nothing, like, like, no, I think I know a better way. No, I think I can do this better than you can do this, right? I, like, I work, so I work in primary school, right? And sometimes kids think they can do stuff really well. And they really can't. They really, really can't, right? And it can be frustrating and annoying. And then that makes me always go, how much patience must God have for us? Yeah. He is the smartest being ever, ever. 
And he looks at us trying to go our own way, and he's like, it's, it just must be frustrating, right? But he loves us, thank God. Um, and he's very patient and slow to anger, and that's all very, I, I know I need it. Um, it can be, this is a little toy here. It can be amusing watching children True. do things and, and fail and try again and get all upset. And like, maybe God is amused by it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He's just laughing at that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not. But that's yes. not. <laughs> I don't know. If just, yeah. Well, look, that's that's a bit of reading into scripture. We don't know if God laughed at us. He might, but who knows? God created sent created humor. He did. He did create humor. And joy. So yeah, you know, he is a funny guy. He is a funny guy. He, he does some pretty funny things. Yeah, it's true. You be around Christians for long enough, and you hear some pretty funny stories. You, yeah. you do. He's you do. through a donkey. It's true. Why did you choose the donkey? It's <laughs> <laughs> a, it's a lowly, meek creature. Yeah. It's it's so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And so, and, um, God, I think, always uses those who are the most humble because those are the people who are most, a, just most able to let His Spirit work through them. They're not going to hinder his spirit. They're just going to go like, all right, Lord, I, I know I don't have it in me. So, Lord, you just go, you just work through me, right? And then incredible things happen from that. Um, and I think I also like to have like a good motivation for why I do anything, right? Um, I don't know about you, but I find when I do things in my own strength, I get anxiety. And I hate anxiety. It's the worst. Um... And anxiety for me is often a sign of, hang on, this is me trying to do something here. It's, 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 for me, it's a signal to pause and go, okay, God, I'm trying to do something here, but what are you trying to do? And just let me do whatever you're trying to do, right? And then I get to work in peace, free from anxiety. And for me, I'd just rather do that. Can I add I think also for that, like, kind of reframing your mind on, yeah, this is, like, I just want to do God's will, like, not my own, like, I want God to work yeah. through me. Sometimes that's, like, a continual thing every day. It is a, it is a continual day. thing every day. But even just, like, during the day. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you could do, like, God, this is your, you know, work through me. Mm. You do that for a while, and then suddenly you take the reins back a little exactly. bit. Yeah. Because you're doing really well, and you think, okay, now I can give me the reins, yeah. and I'll just yeah. do it now, and then it ends up... Go in the trash and you will cry. <laughs> and then yep. you go back to God and then God helps you again. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Um, it, is, it is a cycle. Yeah. So I think the more you do it, the more you'll realize that, mm. you know, giving the reins to God is actually so beneficial for you because you don't get anxiety, you, all your stress comes off because it's not your yeah. thing anymore. You give it to God. Exactly. And yeah. I think just repetition always helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, testimony with that because at first fighting it's so difficult to I guess find a quiet place to sit with the Lord like throughout my day because I found once my day got going I was my day was gone not that I was gone but I was so easily influenced by distraction mm. by everything going on and I just was like I've had enough of all of this and then I'm like, I know that what I what, what I have in the morning before work isn't much, isn't much time, isn't much in the sense of what I would like to spend sitting quietly and with with the father in a quiet place. But the time that I have spent there in the morning, even the half an hour, twenty minutes, just the fact that I've gotten there and I've just been present, and I'm just like, Lord, I just want to start this day with my mind fixed on you. Mm. I found that has helped so much because mm. it's just, for me, it set my day up right because I found that I would just get, as I said, so easily distracted that then I would then I would get so anxious about, oh my gosh, I'm not spending enough time and I would be up to, I would put pressure on myself yeah. and try and make myself measure up to this bar that's invisible and not even there yeah. in the first place. Exactly. Mm. And it's just like, the Lord was like, no, shh. Mm. 
not about all of that. It's just about me and you. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and you're so much just walking in that peace throughout mm -hmm. the day. And it's just so much joy. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and what can often get in the way is a, a, the, um, I think it's a pride in that we can give something to God outside of just our presence. Because there is nothing we can give to God that he needs or wants outside of our presence. That's all he wants from us. And often our pride can convince us that, hang on, I need to do these things to earn this. Or I need to, or I don't deserve this, right? But it's also like, that's sort of like, either you've got the pride of thinking you can give something to God, or you've got the pride of thinking that you're able to stop him loving you. It's just not true. Nothing can stop him loving you. Exactly, yeah. I've been reflecting today. Yeah, I've been reflecting today a lot on just the nature and character of God, and how it very much differs from how we humans interact with each other. We often will, will go, "I will love you if you will love me," or "I will be faithful with you if you are faithful with me." Um, but God's character is different in that it's actually incorruptible. It's God says, "I will, I will love you, and I want you to love me back." But if you don't love me back, that will not corrupt my love for you. Or it will not corrupt how faithful I am with you. It is like, our, our character can be corrupted. His cannot. It's like, we're, we're actually incapable of, of changing God. Mm. Which, which I actually find so comforting. Mm. Can, can I add a plus to that? Like, of course you can. So, um, so I'm reading through Romans. Um, <laughs> So Romans three three is what if some of some of were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. Let God be true, and though everyone were a liar, as it is written, that it, you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. So fantastic! That is the verse I was thinking of, and you've just said it. I'm like, yes, Which I love it. That's so good. Romans three three. three. Mm. So like, even though yeah. people are unfaithful. Doesn't matter. Doesn't change God. God it is the same as yesterday. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the NASB, it's may it never be with an exclamation yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that um, the beginning bit of the faithfulness. What does what does that language necessarily mean? Um, I went. One way of thinking about it is um is let's just say you have an agreement or a covenant or a deal, right? Yeah. And you say, I agree to give you, say, three chocolate bars and you agree to give me three back, right? It, in, a, in a way, it's almost like because God has agreed to do something for you, he's going to do it, mm. regardless of whether or not you give it back to him. Mm. He obviously wants you to give it back, but it's almost like he's made a promise to you and he's faithful to fulfill the promise. But unconditionally. It, um, but un unconditionally. Like unfailingly. Um, it says, I think in, I, in Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah, it talks about, um, Isaiah 40 something, I believe. It talks about um, uh, God with his own right hand came down to um, pick Israel up because they couldn't do it for themselves. It's like God, God is bringing his own salvation. Does that make sense? Mm. I, I, I love that child is talking it up. It's almost like, um, like there's been an exchange, mm. but his love for us surpasses that of the need of receiving that thing back. Mm. Like, you don't need to come, you don't need to pay that debt. Yeah. No. You like know. Nothing will prevent God from loving you. Nothing will prevent God from leaving you or rejecting you. It's yeah. to the point where... <clears throat> That is required in the exchange. God says, actually, don't pay that. I'm going to take it upon myself to pay your part of this mm. transaction. Which is, he sends himself down in Jesus, mm. yeah. pays mm. the debt, dies on the cross, mm. and then wraps it all yes. up, like rising from the dead, and showing yeah. that he's so much more powerful. And that's not even where it finishes, yeah. right? Because he then goes and says, I'm going to go away to heaven and prepare a, a mansion for you, right? 
and the dwelling place. It doesn't <laughs> actually it's, say it's, mansion. It's, it's inferred mansion. <clears throat> um, but a dwelling place, sure. We can we can argue about that. And the, in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, God has given us His Holy Spirit, mm. who, is a, who is a deposit, guaranteeing everything. Right. We have a letter right marriage, not uh, the Jewish, the Hebrew marriage. Hebrew wedding. Hebrew wedding. So yeah, that one. <clears throat> Remember the, the steps that we. Who else was here for that? Yeah. yeah. So steps the Hebrew marriage. He, and, and that was that's the whole thing. So yeah. We're now in the stage where Jesus is gone. He's preparing, and we don't know. Come back anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's called. The weird one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, so we've got the ring on the finger, basically. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Thank you for coming back. Yeah. And, and the only thing we have to do is accept them. And that's crazy. Accept the gifts he's giving us. Like, it's like, he's so, he's so humble and gentle. It's like, he's got all the stuff he wants to give us. And all, literally, legitimately, all we have to do is say, yes, I'll take that from you, God. Yes, I'll receive the gift you're giving to me. Yes, I'll receive the gifts of peace and joy and love. But it's, he's like, it's still for us to accept it. That's, that's the only thing we do. Because it's so impossible to actually do anything to become worthy of that gift. It, exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, there's absolutely nothing we mm. can do. It's of incomparable worth of value. It's, it's incredible. Um, I'm open to getting, receiving. Yeah. I'm open to receiving. Yeah. Mm. It, it's phenomenal. Mm. Um, and he promises to give it. That's your own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cru- yeah, so the crux of everything that we've talked about is just, it's intimacy with God. That's all it is. And just the humility to let God work through you. And, and just be with God and just ask Him what He's doing. And, you know, and there'll be times you're actually too scared to do what He wants you to do. And that's cool. Like, I mean, yeah. like it's, you know, He's just, it's not a, He's not going to come down and hate you for it. He's still going to encourage you and just go like, yeah, I mean, I'm wanting you to do this. It is for your good. Well, I mean, Moses. <clears throat> how many times did he say he couldn't, exactly. he couldn't do it? And most Lord had to keep reminding Moses, him. Oi. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yes. Here's Moses, Aaron. Here's Moses. Gideon. As well. Yes. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's the crux of it. And. I just thought I'd end because I, I was reading Proverbs and I just want to read these Proverbs because I love them. Um, and it's God's word, so I'm like, it's good to say. Um, do you see a person wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for them. Proverbs 26, 12. That's, uh, that's some shots fired right there. Yeah. <laughs> do you see a person wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for them. And this is, this is because it's like, when we think we're wise, right? It's like God's foolishness is described as wiser than our wisdom. Our wisdom can't compare to his wisdom. So it's why we shouldn't act in our wisdom. Like I know Andy spoke about a lot of like not going by human wisdom, going by God's voice. Yeah. We're us. And that is, I think this proverb says that... Apostle Paul in is it 1 Corinthians yep. 2 says, I, I, desi- I desire to know nothing. Except that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ yeah. Yes. And, you know, I, yeah, I spend all my day listening and learning up and, um, about human wisdom, and it's just, it's so forth, and it's oh, no. broken, and, yeah, just, just, trust, just trust God. It's easier what, what kind of um, human wisdom do you hear in your job? Lots of stuff. Too much to go into at the moment. Um, but let, let's, let's have a chat about it. Um, the next proverb. Let someone else praise you and not your own mouth, an outsider and not your own lips. Can I say again? Let someone else praise you and not yeah. your own mouth, an outsider and not your own lips. Yeah, so it's all like, don't, uh, yeah. it, uh, blow your own Yeah, don't blow your own horn. Don't exalt yourself. Yeah, lower yourself and others exalt you. Mm. Um, Paul said to see others as better than yourself. Yeah. It's a bit radical, I don't fully understand it, but that's what he said, so I'm trying. I don't have, don't have any selfish ambition, but. 
seek to honor others more than yeah. mm. themselves. For yeah. where there is selfish ambition and pride, you'll find every kind of evil. Because mm. mm. where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yes. Amen. Come on. Um, the oh, next one ties in with 27.2. It's 27.21. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold. But people are tested by their praise. When we're praised, that's when we're tested. Right. How, do we, um... how, do, how do we respond after being exalted by men? <clears throat> 27, 21. Do we let pride sneak in? That's, it's, it's actually, that speaks, it rings very true because you look at the people um, who didn't, like, who started off humble and, <clears throat> and gracious, and then when they do get the accolades and they get the, the money, the fame, that you can see how it changes them. Yeah. And, and so, and pride is a problem because it means we're, we're not giving God the. Um, the credit for what he's doing through us and just saying that we're the ones um, pride is a very big thing yeah. um, but I think one of the one of the things that I would say about pride is that pride comes from we try to do things in our own strength right mm. and we think we, have the ability. we think we have the ability to do something right and you know like people do do cool stuff without God but we can do so much more with him yeah. And yeah, and yeah, and it's I know for me it's <clears throat> pride sort of sneaks up and says you can do whatever you want and it won't be a, you're above the consequence. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I was just forever David and Bathsheba just popped it in my head. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> David just saw her and took her. Mm-hmm. It's as if he didn't even think about the consequence. He's like, yeah. I'm king. I'm doing heck I want, mm-hmm. and he didn't think. And then obviously it happens, but it's just that moment of I'm above, I am, I'm the, I'm above all this. Yeah. I, I can do what the heck I want and get away with it. It's, it, it's that instead of treating others more highly than yourself, it's treating yourself more, more highly, highly than others. Yeah. Than others. It's, it's that Philippians 2 flipped over mm. the yes. in a negative way. And, yeah. and that might, if you view others as less than yourselves, you see it that you can do whatever you want to others mm-hmm. because you're above them. And mm-hmm. that leads to all sorts of abuse that happens. So um, in 1 Corinthians 8, uh, verse 1 is now concerning food offerings to idols. Yeah. We know that all of us possess knowledge, but this knowledge puffs up, whereas love builds up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you are very knowledgeable about something and someone isn't, it's very easy to be like, "This is what it says. This is who, what it is." You know, and you can get over someone by doing it. Um, but instead, like coming alongside them and treating them with love and so this is how you do it. Yeah, is what God has called us to do, not to lord it over someone because you're more knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Because that pops up pride in some translations, it says pops up. Pops up. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, tying in with Proverbs 21, uh, 27, 21, there's also a proverb, I didn't list it, but it's about um, whoever praises their neighbour is setting a trap for their feet. Which I thought was so interesting. Hang on. Who praises their neighbour? It's setting a trap for their feet. Their feet, neighbour's feet. There's also, my translation says, blesses his neighbor with a little bit of early in the morning. I think that's a great one. Yeah. I think it's near the end of the start of 28. 28? 27, 14. Keep reading it. Hang on. Whoever blesses his neighbor with a loud voice, rising early in the morning, will be counted as cursing. I don't know if that's the one yet. No, that's not the one I was thinking of. Okay. Um, Isn't that coals in the mouth thing? That's 25. 20, 20 calls, is it? 27, 14. Yeah. No, it's the, the thing of, of the... No, the coals on your head. When you're yeah, that's Proverbs 25. Yeah, I'm thinking but, right. I'm thinking right. Um, no, don't let the sun go down while you're angry. Because it's all heat. No, I'm talking um, about the, the one So, in Proverbs 
So there's two ways to look at this. You can go, your, it, you could tie it in with Proverbs 27, 21, and, oh no, uh, 28, 11. Oh no, so, uh, sorry, 27, 21. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold are people tested by their praise. You can see it as your, if you flatter somebody, you are sitting trapped in the thief. But how it's often taken is that, a little bit differently, is that um, when you're flattering, like this is looked at as, if someone's flattering you, be careful because they may actually be like smiling at you with a dagger behind their back. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Could also be a warning for ego boosting, kind of like you know someone yeah. is struggling with pride or struggling with like their ego, and then you're like, wow, you're so good at this, you're so great at this. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. So that now they're kind of like, I'm gonna stumble in pride now. Which yeah. Is so, so there's two ways to look at it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, um, Stefan's here. I'm just gonna. Okay. I think, did, 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 no. Um, there's Proverbs 28-22 um, I more love the wisdom in the proverb uh, Not necessarily the proverb itself The stingy are eager to get rich And are unaware that poverty awaits them When you're stingy You're holding on to things Thinking you're building your wealth But it's almost like this idea of They're going down a path that seems right But in the end it leads to death yeah, but even this is like if there's so much about being generous and having a world expand in, in the Bible, um, and if you're, it's there's also the idea of stinginess leads to poverty, a world will shrink, and people think that if you're stingy, you're holding on to something. Um, it's almost like you're using a certain type of wisdom to try and get what you want, but that wisdom is actually leading you in the opposite direction, and when we rely on the wisdom of the world, that's often how it can be. We apply something that seems right, but is actually very flawed, and will actually lead you in the opposite direction. And that's often the problem with the wisdom of the world. Um, so that's, the, that's what I love about that. Um, Proverbs twenty-eight, twenty-six: Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. When you trust in yourself, you're a fool, essentially. What it says. But if you walk in wisdom, and I believe it's talking about the wisdom of, of God. Well, the, um, I just, is it, Proverbs 8 talks about, sort of defines wisdom. Mm. And it says, I was there yes. when God created the foundations of the yeah. universe. Yeah. So, Bob, we have a chair for you. I've got a chair. I've got a chair for you. Mm -hmm. um, is this chair? That was a yeah. <laughs> and there's also the whole idea of um, those who trust themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Um, look, if you walk in your own wisdom, it's just so below the wisdom of God. It's just a, it's just a forward way to walk. Um, and then there's a last one, which is a classic. Um, Pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit gain honor. <coughs> when we walk in pride, we will be brought low eventually. Pride comes for the fall. It says... Um, which, which one's that? 29, 23. Yeah, it's like in Haman and the Esther story. Like, he's like the wealthiest person in the kingdom other than the king, right? Mm -hmm. He's got everything. But he just cannot let go of the fact that Mordecai won't honor him. And so he, he pretty he's, he does nothing else matters. <clears throat> just this one guy won't bow down on. He's like, what are you doing, mate? <clears throat> um, but he just he's just so proud that he will not. He just cannot stand if everybody has to have everything. And it's just like wow. And you know what happens to hands. Not so good. That wraps it up. Welcome, Stefan, to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I actually finished it a very reasonable hour. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure a decent time. 20 to 9. Um, yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. 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 Does anybody have any prayer?
prayer requests. Yeah. <laughs> that I will have some guidance on next steps Masters, yeah. Masters in art education. Okay. Just have you signed up for anywhere yet? No, I've got to go in and talk. Look in, look just look into Teach for Australia. Oh, yeah. Teach for Australia. Just look into it. Yeah. Teach for Australia. <laughs> Teach for Australia. <laughs> it's it's essentially a free masters well the masters program that's heavily subsidized. You work in a high school and you get paid while you do it. So you're going to learn on the job. You learn on the job while you're doing your masters. Okay. So you get paid. Because really yeah. you've already got a degree, haven't you? Because you've already got a degree, yeah. bachelor. Yeah. Got a bachelor. Yeah. yeah. Just look into teach for Australia. Bang. Exciting. Thank you, Jesus. Alrighty. Right. <laughs> 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 so you get paid for it. You get yeah. You get paid salary while you're studying and working. That's sick. It's a lot better. Nice. Yeah. Than <laughs> like not getting paid for practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Better than being the, the only catch is you have to work in a low socioeconomic school. It's good training. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually good training. And it's a trauma-informed master, <laughs> which is fantastic. What's it called again? Teach, teach, teach for Australia. Australia. Yeah. I've probably got a booklet in my car. Like, Let's get a brochure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even work for them. I'm advertising for them. Did you have to do a bachelor first? To yeah. You need, yeah. yeah. I looked into it. I could do it. You could do it. <laughs> Come on, Will. I got a degree now. Wow. Media teacher. Yeah. Um, oh. We did it once at a youth group, and it was actually really powerful. What? Washing people's feet. Because okay, it, it was like... Washing a bunch of minus feet. <laughs> a bunch of adults. <laughs> Stop it, Liam. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. I don't see any Any other requests? Yeah, so... I was in class today, and God put someone on my heart. Like, I don't know... So someone I know who I studied with. And I don't really know him very well, so I didn't really, I just didn't feel comfortable like going up and talking to him. But I knew that things weren't great. And like, I'm still kind of thinking about it. Like, I don't know, um, I know he is from a Christian family, because I've briefly spoken to him about these things. But from what I'm seeing, his life isn't really, I guess, reflecting that. Like, I'm seeing some things that are happening sure. that are like really concerning. So. I'm not like really close friends with him, so that's kind of like, but like I do feel compelled to speak to him. Mm. Um, but I feel like just praying for him right now in this time mm. is kind of timely and needed. So mm -hmm. um, his name's Connor. Um, Connor. So pray for Connor. Mm. Yeah, wow. That was. Uh it was really good. Big thank you to uh, Charlotte for doing that intro before. Um, she's sitting next to me and she was she was freaking out. So, yeah, big thank you to that. Um, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. Michael really did bring the bring the house down with some with some Rama. So, yeah, be safe and just remember that the Lord loves you. All right. <laughs> 
Alright, see you.